Hi everyone. Just before this week's episode, we would love it if you would be able to vote for us in the podcast category of the Theatre and Technology Awards. All you need to do is go to www.theaterandtechawards.com slash voting. You can also find a link to the awards page on our social medias and we will also put it in the description of this podcast. Thank you so much and enjoy this episode. This podcast is sponsored by King Manual Therapy, restoring function to body and voice. Hello and welcome to Industry Minds, the podcast which discusses the importance of talking about mental health within the creative arts. My name is Kathy Reid. And I'm Scarlett Maltman. And today we are joined by James Pearson of Pearson Casting. Pearson Casting is a team that is based up in Liverpool. James and Rosie both have many years experience in the industry, having begun their careers as performers and branching out into producing, directing, agenting and now casting. Hello. Hello, how are you doing? Thank you for having me. It's lovely to have you here. Lovely sunny, muggy day in <laughs> London. Uh, so we always start with a little word association game, a little fun game. Okay. Uh, so first thing that pops into your head. Oh, Are you ready? Oh, <laughs> Emails. Ah. Uh, <laughs> New York. Theatre. Shopping. Zara. Spotlight. Uh, work. Love Island. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's coming out soon as well. <laughs> next, week, next, week. next week, folks. Yoga. Can't do it. Crunchy nut cereal. Oh, I love crunchy nut right. cereal. Ikea furniture. It, it's, it's the best. Additions. The best. <laughs> Kindness. So important. Opening night. Exciting. I had to put this one in. Sex. <laughs> Exciting. <laughs> Amazing. That was a really quick word association. It was tough. Yeah, you were great. Sorry. I'm worried now. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> so welcome to the podcast. You are the first casting team that we've had on. Um, and like we said before recording, we're so excited to have an insight into mental health and the arts from your perspective. Can you chat to us um, about how you got involved in the industry? Yeah, absolutely. So um, both Rosie and I were performers and we were um, working for Norwegian Cruise Line as singers. And uh, interestingly, we kind of both went to do a contract and ended up doing years because it was amazing. And we saw the entire world and did incredible things um, and just absolutely loved it, working together, traveling and performing I mean what's what's better than that so um, we were then looking to uh, sort of retire from that area I uh, we had both always been interested in casting I worked as an agent um, for Keddie Scott Associates um, because I'd always had like the idea that that would be an area that I'd want to go into as that casting that is um, and it's you really should try and get the angle of the agent as well so you know what they're going through when you're working with them because that's very much what we do is work with agents um so we presented to uh, norwegian cruise line uh, about uh, casting in the uk for them uh and that was the start of it and here we are yeah it's so refreshing to hear as well that oh because obviously you're an actor before as well and it's so great to hear that you know like branching off to all these things because I feel like it is something that's frowned upon I don't know why but I feel yeah. like people always always judge all right okay you're going into this now you're going into that but probably like like now like you, you've got all this experience and 
you know, it just goes to show, you know, there are no limits. Like all of our skills can go into other things. It's it's incredible. So, Definitely. yeah. I think what's really important is that, um, especially when you're young and you're you're growing, is to try as many things as possible because it's not necessarily that you're going to have a career as an actor as your entire life's career. Uh, maybe you just don't want to do that anymore. And there are so many incredible jobs within the industry um, and so trying different areas out before you then sort of uh, sink into where you find your absolute passion your absolute love um, I think it's really important you know and it's okay to change you know You'd, I don't think we live in a world where it's as easy to say this is what I am going to do forever now yeah. you know because things change so quickly um, so yeah so have you had any um, personal experiences with mental health and if so would you be okay to chat to us about your journey with it? I think um, I, I had quite a colourful uh, childhood um, which I won't go into here uh, but what, what was really interesting is that I don't think I uh, suffered from mental health per se. I don't know why but I've certainly been through incredibly stressful moments incredibly stressful moments in my life and when I was an actor you know being literally 20 pound in the bank uh, kind of situations I think that I've always been <laughs> I suppose a bit of a cockroach in that I find ways of surviving so you know as we were talking before when when I was broke and uh, you know I couldn't get a part-time job because of auditions I busked I sh did shoe shining in the city uh, and so it's it's an approach that um, you know, everyone needs that duvet day where you just eat enormous amounts of carbs, drink bottles of red wine, watch really rubbish TV, but then you you have to get up the next day and go right. Where where do I go now? How do I make this? How do I survive this? Um, and you you know, I, I remember a friend saying sometimes it's as simple as just washing your hair. Just get up, wash your hair, have a shower, make yourself feel better, get out, walk about, meet people. I think that's a massive thing um, that's kind of wrong at the moment. We, we, the wonders of social media have made us so isolated. Yeah. Um, we feel we're connected with the world and we're absolutely not. Um, everyone else's life is better. It's not. And we've missed, we miss that opportunity where, where you meet in cafes, you go to the pub, meet your friends face to face, you know, talk. Um, we used to get together and, and read scripts like, oh, who wants to do I'll direct that. Oh, great. Okay. And then, and, and just at people's flats, do you know what I mean? And that alone, just getting together and, and talking or then you might write, um, you know, a duologue together or I don't know, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. But I think our communication has to be face to face again. Yeah. And that's what I think in my dark times, that's what I would do. I would not stay in the flat and, and we didn't have social media, which I think was wonderful. I got out and we met up and spent that 20 quid on a beer. But you met someone and they were like, oh, I need someone for X, Y, Z. Okay, great. Go and see. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. and um, stay in those dark times. Stay off social media. Get away from it as far away as you can. Um, delete them from your phone only commit to your laptop for social media if you're feeling dark I think um, uh, because then you're not 
stuck in your phone, you know? I don't have Facebook on my phone anymore. Um, it's only a laptop uh, thing and it's, you know, for business um, because it becomes all-consuming. It's, yeah. it's, it's mad, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. Doing the, I run the social medias for this and then for um, a producer as well for a show and it, it does get much. I've had to put, there's like a timer on your phone now that you can limit it. Yeah. And I think I counted up before and I was doing every like every single moment of the day I was on my phone, even yeah, when exhausting. I was, yeah, it's exhausting. And like, it was fuzzy behind my eyes. Yeah. Like it's, it's yeah. mad. I think even just like, as a general thing, the world has become so much more reliant on it. Like the kids that I look after, they are on their laptops and their iPads so much at school that their mum's like, right, I'm going to get you those blue light glasses because they can't sleep at night because they're spending like three, four hours a day at school on their laptops. And I'm like, well, no wonder their parents are restricting their time on it. Absolutely. So it's just, yeah, not good. It's good for us to switch off. I completely Absolutely. agree. Yeah. So um, why did you, uh, along with your wife, Rosie, decide to set up your own casting office? I don't know. <laughs> Well, um, it, it it really was. We were we were looking to to uh, come back from from working away. Um, both of us wanted to sort of step away from performing, um, and we'd spoken together. We we felt very passionate about the the cruise industry, um, and we felt that it needed sort of a representation that it is not something else that people should do. It is absolutely part of our industry. Yeah. I don't still don't understand why it is something else. Uh, it, you know, if we see um, a cruise ship credit on someone's CV because of our industry knowledge of every single cruise line, I mean, literally, we can see it. And we will know a style of performer if they are, have been in that role. Um, obviously, we don't know everything about them, but we know a certain amount. Uh, so it actually tells us a lot about them. And I just, I don't, I've never understood the hierarchy within our industry. There are rubbish films. So why is it better to do a rubbish film? Do you know what I mean? Why does that make you better because you're working in the film industry or in theatre? It's all the same. And I really, we both truly believe that, and it's a massive part of mental health, is, is the pressures that the industry put on ourselves and we belittle ourselves within our own industry. Why? Just when someone said to me, oh, you know, as an actor, what, what's, what is your, um, what's success to you? I said, working every day, working every single day as an actor. That's success. And now you might have different ideas. Maybe you want to be a Hollywood movie star. Fantastic. But that doesn't make you better than somebody that wants to work as a singer and I tell you, it's some of the most challenging work. It's actually the most challenging work I had ever, ever done. Traveling the world, being riding Icelandic ponies through fjords, diving at the Great Barrier Reef, you know, uh, skydiving. Shouldn't really do that. Uh, over the Whitsunday Islands. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like going to South. I've been to, to I, I, I have traveled from Alaska to the southernmost point of Argentina all the way up through Greenland, all the way to Norway, all over the world. And I was paid to do that. How is that wrong? How is that a bad thing? And it, that, and so we were very passionate about that. And so that's why we, you know, pitched Norwegian Cruise Line and said, look, we are incredibly passionate about this part of the industry. And we are, and we still are, you know, and it's, it's, 
it's amazing work and it is and it's challenging and it's hard and it's not something else it's yeah. it's not something else that you do and the quality of performer that you have to be is incredibly high um so so we were very passionate so that's where it started um and from and then it just went from there really i think it's fantastic as well that um, just going off from the cruise ship things, how I mean, there is a stigma attached to that um, that I don't agree with personally. But you like look at all these shows like Grease on Royal, like yeah. Norwegian, like Kinky Boots yeah. and Rock of Ages, and now Six. Yeah. Like, and I feel like I feel especially with um, when that Six breakdown went out. I know a lot of people were like a West End show is, is is going on a cruise. It's going on a cruise. Wow, wow, wow! And it's like, well. Well, why is that like groundbreaking years? Like the like you said, the quality of performer, they're all worthy, and it shouldn't it shouldn't matter what the show is or what, like who's on it. It's, it's it's all the same. Like you say, it's part of our industry. And you're working with the original creators for these productions. Yeah. You know, it's it's their they it's their baby, and 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 so you know when we cast um, Rock of Ages and we worked with Kristen Hange and. And what she ended up doing was her, um, I don't think it was on Broadway then, but it, it was in Vegas and it was touring and it was in the UK and it was on Norwegian Cruise Line. And she would take a Lonnie from Vegas and put them on the tour. And then, then the you know, someone would go, oh, I'd, I'd really like to go on the cruise. Yeah, okay. And, and so suddenly you're like being moved through the productions because it's equal. It's no different. It is the same standard. Um, somebody said to me, uh, it was a student actually, said to me, yeah, but the shows are free, aren't they? I went, explain that. And this is when you're on a ship, it's free, isn't it? I went, no. I said, every person that comes to see you isn't paying £75 a ticket. They've paid at least $3,000 yeah. to see you on that stage. And that's what they're paying. So their demands are incredibly high mm. and they want incredible quality. Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so can you explain to us the role of a casting director in the creative process and the mental health challenges that comes along with your role? Absolutely. So I, I guess the simplest term or way to explain uh, what a casting director does, um, we are the linchpin, I suppose, between the producer the director, the choreographer, um, musical director if it's a musical or director and, and producer if it's, a, if it's a play. We sit, we listen to the needs, we listen to the needs of the producer financially, um, their budgets um, and then the creatives. And then we uh, go away and we kind of drive that, all those needs, I suppose, in finding the talent. It's also a very... Um, it is a uh, a combined effort in, in a lot a lot of instances. So a director, you know, we get lists and say we'd like to see these people. So it's a lot of administrative work. So people say to me, "I'd love to get into casting." I say, "You better have a perverse love for admin because oh my gosh, um, yeah." And so I guess that's the we're there to find talent. That's that's the basics of it. Um, mental health wise, it's. The pressures on us to perform uh, are in incredible, and you know we are um, we have to look at the budget requirements from the producer. So that could be for the casting process um, to deliver in a very sometimes short time frame. 
we don't get months and months uh, or, or to to cast um, shows. Uh, it can sometimes be days, and so the work that we put in prior to those castings. So if we put a breakdown out, it can be f anything from um, twelve hundred to four thousand submissions, and every single CV will be read, and every single show reel will be watched or listened to if it's a if it's a vocal reel. Um, and through all of that, we then will cut that down. Let's say we've got a week's casting, so that's five days. Um, you, you, you might have three days initial, so that's, you try and see maybe 60 a day, that's 180 from three and a half thousand. So when we put that work in, we're working on the hope that 99.9% .9 of those people are absolutely bang on in terms of the talent requirements for that production. That's the work that we put in. That's all the hours of going to see showcases, going to meet with students, doing workshops, going to see shows, fringe shows, West End shows, wherever it may be, uh, traveling the country um, to, to see people, to meet with talent. So when we get to those initial calls, um, the idea is that you are potentially right for that production. We work on promises. So as an actor, you've made a promise to us that you'll look like your headshot. The college that you went to is make, making a promise to us that they've trained you correctly. The directors you've worked with, especially if you've worked with directors on several occasions, are promising us that, that you're amazing to work with. Um, your showreel that you put on is telling us the style of actor you are. Uh, the vocal reel, if it's singing, is telling us the vocal. So all these promises are being made. And that's what we're looking at. So when you come in, you've made all these promises. So the only thing that puts uh, mental health pressures on us as casting directors is if those promises are being broken. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're not those things that you've promised to us in a CV or a showreel or if you don't turn up and you know yes of course there are illnesses of course there are um, family uh, emergency of course there's all of that of course there is but when people don't turn up and don't tell their agent or don't email us or don't pick the phone up and we're sat waiting for someone that's just unacceptable and you have a producer sitting there and a director and they're looking at us if you're not if those promises that we're 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 praying that you that that are right and and and, and you come in and you're not those promises then people start to get twitchy and the pressure on us then to deliver um is immense and and you know we we really feel it and I suppose the the biggest part of it is we've spent 18 hours a day, every day, reading CVs, watching your showreels. Do you know what I mean? And so it's it's enormous. Um, and the key is, uh, you know, I, I know this gets said a lot, but, you know, we need you. We, we, we can't do the job. It's not X Factor. We don't want you to, we want you to be right. Every, what we want is at the end of the day is for our job to be incredibly difficult. That means, wow, we have 10 options on day one for every role. Do you know what I mean? That's what we want. We never want you to be wrong. 
So if you're if you've been invited into an audition, you should be going in with the mindset that I am truly in with a chance of this. This is they have done their work, they've done their research, they've seen me somewhere or or the CV or whatever it is. Um, so you just you just have to come in and, and do what your what your job is, and that's being an actor for whatever the project is. Um, a, a, a teacher, a wonderful teacher, Tony Progetti was my singing teacher at the London School of Musical Theatre, and he said there's three things that you need to do to be an actor and for auditions, and that's prepare, prepare, prepare. And that's all you have to do. You just have to be prepared. You just do your thing. Don't second-guess the panel. Don't, don't think you know what they want. You're there because we've put all of that work in to bring you into that room. So just just be you. Give us your personality. You know, um, very often we someone will audition and you just see their nerves and, and, and we say, right, should we do that again? Let's just chill, breathe out, let's do that again. And, and then that relaxation comes. Yeah. You know, we've been there, we've been performers. We know how horrible auditioning is. Yeah. Um, but... You've got to be prepared. You've got to make sure that you match those promises that you've made in that headshot, in that CV, yeah. on that showreel. Match those and you're 95% of the way there and it relieves our mental stress. Yeah. Everyone's on that panel because we just want an amazing cast. That's yeah. that's really it. You mentioned there, obviously, you were an actor before. You know what it's like. It goes without saying that Pearson Caston has developed an incredible reputation for being kind, um, caring, and really taking into consideration actors and boosting their mental health. Um, at dance calls, you address actors as their names rather than numbers. You put out tweets stating not to panic when there's tube delays. Um, and the feedback from your castings, I think, would gain like five stars if it was a show. Um, everyone on tw- just takes to Twitter and reviews that they've just had an amazing, time I think I seen one last week and someone said um I got caught um and the outcome wasn't what I hoped for but it was just the most incredible and most supporting experience ever um talk to us about your casting process and what made you I guess switch up the initial stereotypical audition process where it is you know tight for time it's not it's very impersonal it's quite straight to the point did you go into casting kind of having that vision or did it just come up come come along with you being nice (laughs) (laughs) I think I think it just when as a as a performer uh, you know having gone in and done tv and commercial auditions musicals plays just that that fear beforehand um we we worked with someone said oh, oh uh, and we don't work with them anymore said oh well you know what you see in the auditions what they'll do on stage and of course that's not true mm-hmm. of course that's not the, the the pressure that I used to put on myself every audition I went into um, because if I was in that audition I wanted that job more than anything and I suppose it's the the key the key to it for, for, from our side of it for me and Rosie was that. We just want the person to to be the best they can because we need them. And we don't want them to fail. We never, ever, if you come into our audition, we don't want you to fail. We want you to be great. We really do. Um, Now, sometimes it doesn't work out. Sometimes people have an off day or whatever it is. But if it's, 
if we can see that that person is just the anxiety in them and the the, the, the that fear maybe they haven't auditioned for a, a while maybe um it's uh, it could be a, a plethora of reasons maybe they're just having a horrible time at home may i don't know whatever it is that puts that on them that brings that anxiety in the room we just we it's not to compare or uh, as a comparison to how other uh, people cast in any way because yes time constraints oh my gosh you know I, I think we always work on that thing of we put breaks in and we never have that I mean lunch yeah. I, I'd just like to say I'm sorry if I'm eating my sandwich oh. whilst you're auditioning but it's because sometimes people need a little bit more time and they need to just get rid of that stress and and we do very often if if someone if we feel someone's right or even if they're not necessarily bang on for the production it's so important f f that they leave feeling that they did everything they could i think that's the key really and because with that um it just makes i i don't know i think we just feel it makes our industry better that if people leave you know people have come out oh i think i sung the wrong song and we're like no listen you're just not right for this production that's it you know often we work in a way where we'll tell people right there and then listen we're not going to take you any further because you're just not right for this you're amazing but not for this so we'll see you again and just having that band-aid ripped off you know 99.9% .9 of the time people go amazing thanks for letting me know yeah. and they get on with their day yeah. um and I just think that for us as performers, if when we were performers, just somehow reducing that pressure a touch, um, I just think it works best for everyone. We get a better talent in terms of we see more of their talent. If we let them leave and their anxiety is still through the roof um, and you look at a CV, I don't believe that's you. I don't. I don't believe that's you as a performer. So chill out, take a breath, shake it out. Should we do it again? You know, and oh, yeah, and then that's it. And then the personality comes. Um, you know, I just think it's, I think it can just make for a better industry where we're just all a little, a little kinder to each other. But that's not that's not against. I'm I'm just saying that works for us. That doesn't work for everyone in terms of what they need to achieve in a, in a casting room. The pressures are on, and sometimes they they just. But sometimes we don't have the time. Sometimes we're like, ah, oh, no, we don't have time to work with them this time round. You know, we've got to let them go. Um, but from us, I think it just comes from being actors before and just sort of seeing what we can do to to make sure that that person leaves and feels that they that they gave it a go um even if it doesn't work out that time just to touch on the whole yes no campaign you mentioned that you gave you'll give feedback to someone in the room um and obviously you mentioned about the whole admin thing as well and i can appreciate how time consuming it really is to set set go and go yes no yes no how do you think that we can um get the, res the results we want as a casting team of wanting to let people know and obviously actors wanting to not, I guess, diminish their self-worth by keeping waiting. How, what, what's your thoughts on how to actually tackle this problem? Wow. I mean, again, it's, you know, 
you need to look at a lot of casting directors work independently. They like yeah. what I mean by that is it's just them. Yeah. And if they're working on four or five projects at the same time, the demands to get the talent in the room can sometimes outweigh the ability, not the want, the ability to respond. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, um, that it's really important that for as an actor, come and do your thing, leave and just forget about it. Yeah. If you're recalled and you're at those final stages, then I, I, I think the industry, there is that yes no you know that they do make that response you know they do get there i think it's i think in the ideal world yes of course you want to be able to tell everyone we've worked with directors when we said oh we will tell people right now and they're, they're like, what no 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 please and we're like no, no it's cool honestly trust us yeah. and and they're like wow okay i didn't oh that's yeah. interesting um if someone is an absolute no they're not right for it you're not right for it if they're uh, a talk about we say great we're going to discuss you later and and thank you very much or if they're a yes a definite yes but it's not always easy to do yeah. I think that I just I think take the pressure off all of us in an ideal world absolutely we want to let everybody know of course we do of course we do every actor wants to know of course they do um I just think part of that mental health thing is is that if it's possible, if a team is able to do it, they will. I, tr I don't believe that Carson don't want to. It's just if they're independent, meaning they are by themselves, um, it's not, they don't get paid, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds it's just not it's they're not getting paid the money people think yeah trust me it's not that so you know i've seen on twitter oh you know they could get an assistant mm, no they no they they can't afford that i you know or whatever it is i think that the industry just needs to um like we are as kind as we can be be a little kinder and not and know I think that everyone would want to say yes or no. Everyone would. And, you know, there's that the, we are all working as an industry. You know, we can, we talk a lot with Spotlight. And we know other casting directors do as well. Uh, actors, equity, all that. You know, we're all trying to work out how this could work um, on a grand, you know, to, 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 to make it um, the industry we want, of course. Um but it's not. I don't think it's just going to happen overnight. I think it's a process. Is I think, I think the industry has to go. We've acknowledged this. Let's work towards it. It's going to take a bit of time because it's not easy. And you know, if if you see sixty people in a day, um, and you're doing all week, I can't even tell you. Forget responding to people. We when when six o'clock in the audition room's done, I. I would say generally I get to bed around one one thirty after we've had dinner and then done the admin and then the next day and then the next day so it's and that's that's not even starting like letting people know that's yeah. just admin for what you have or other projects that you're working on it and so on and so forth so it's it's not through lack of want I don't believe it's through lack of want I think it's just a case of it's a process we'll find out the best way to do it. Um, and I think that just everyone just be kinder, yeah. 
to each other. Know know that customer is one too. You know, we see oh Twitter man, wow, people are evil on that place. You know, I think it's. I think I think we all just need to be careful. You know about that because I know how hard casting directors work, yeah. and it's they're not they want they want it all to be perfect. Of course they do, of course yeah. they do, but it's hard. It's it's hard for all of us. Yeah. 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 What what do you do to look after your mental health in such a pressurizing role? Drink a lot of wine. <laughs> No, I thought you were going to no, say really, water drink, there and I was waiting for you to say wine. Drink a lot, <laughs> lot of red wine. Uh, snuggle my cats. <laughs> things like that. Yeah, no, it is... It is um, it, I mean, it's pressured when it's going right and when things are, like, on the edge in mm. terms of trying to find that role or trying to fill roles. Um, it's Yeah, it's a lot. It's a, it's a lot of pressure, I think. Um, Rosie and I are lucky to have each other and work with each other, but also that's really can be very difficult. Um, you know, you just, you just, I don't know, we just get through it somehow. Um, but I think, I think when, I think what upsets us is when we see people take to Twitter and say things and we know maybe the people involved in that project and you, you say, it's it's not i don't think it's fair or nice sometimes you know um the way people can be and and um i think i think the way to think is would you stand in front of that person and say that to their face yeah. if you would then that's okay but i don't believe that most people would i i don't believe they would um and i think i don't think it helps one's mental health to say not very nice things about people I think you get wrapped up in it and we see sometimes some of these conversations going on and you're just like, just relax. This is not, would you really, if you were in a room with these people, would you honestly, truthfully say this? And sometimes I see actors that we know and I think, I don't think you would. I don't think you'd say that to that person. Yeah. I don't believe that. But there's that thing that you're sitting behind your phone or laptop and I just think that's very dangerous for everyone's mental health. For for everyone's, yeah. but but more so, it's for the person that's saying it, because yeah. I don't believe they're like that. I don't believe that's them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Some people are, but so I think that's an area that people have to be quite careful with, like getting yourself into that place of anxiety that you're you you want to say something bad about something. Why? Why would you want to say something bad about some? You know, if you're if you're morals and your ethic and all you're not being put into a strain you know I don't know yeah. am I making sense yeah no absolutely I think it's that thing of putting it out there as well into the world rather than like saying it to your dog as yeah. well do you know what I mean like it's absolutely. targeting people I don't get it yeah. I think just what what you said there um you've you've got to remember that everyone is human at the end of the day and like that's why We've said it in quite a few episodes. That's why we're doing this creative series because it you can feel like it's not necessarily like an us against them thing, but if you put it out there, you're like, oh, well, it'll make me feel better. But you never feel better by saying something that's nasty about someone and everyone is a human being and just having conversations with people is and and connecting with people like you like yeah. you said and social media it's so easy to hide behind it but you're completely right you you would never say 
something really nasty to someone's face. Um, yeah, I just think it's important that we're all really nice to people. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, it's Stephen from King Manual Therapy in Covent Garden. And I'm going to talk to you today about why we pair singing lessons and vocal massage. This is a unique service in London, and we pair singing lessons with vocal massage to keep the vocal athlete, the professional vocalist, in top condition. This means that you are going to get an audition through and know you can nail it. All the details for how to book in for your joint vocal massage and singing lesson are on my website, which is www kingmanualtherapy.com So actors, uh, a lot of actors, their main struggle, um, which can have a massive effect on their mental health, is not getting in the room. Reaching out to casting directors can seem really scary or a waste of time, and many people think that casting teams will penalise them for reaching out. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Um, I suppose I absolutely will only answer f for us, because yeah, every single office is different in how they work, um, I think a key is, although we don't have this on ours, so, you know, I guess, you know, that's why people write to us, but um, go to that casting director's website. Find out how they want to be communicated with. That's the first thing. Often they'll say, please do not send unsolicited emails. Um, only write for a specific project. So that means you need to find out what they're working on and why you're writing to them. I think that's key. We work um, across so many genres that we have people, we have acrobats writing to us, we have singers, dancers, uh, act, actors, um, a, a plethora of different um, people in, in the arts. Um, and to know that everything gets filed. Every, if we don't can't get back to you, you are filed. Um, if you invite us to something... It goes in a file. In fact, I was doing it yesterday on the train, responding to people, the, the date's gone, but saying, oh, we're so sorry we couldn't make it. But, you know, you just, the, the, the volume when you're casting, the volume of emails, um, I think recently, you know, we were receiving 300 emails a day. And so it's, it's you, you, you have to, you, we can't, there's two of us, we can't respond if it's, it, but you are filed. You're filed away and for for something in the future potentially um i think for us um it is important to and every, i do know this i know every agent and every casting director will say this do not multiple email it's so bad <laughs> oh my gosh it's like you know higher exclamation <laughs> mark is bad um yeah. sign off on you know no sign off um you know, write yourself an email. You know, we. I think actors need to just, and this is not everyone, but remember you're your own business. And so that's really key. Um, so you need to present yourself as, as a business. Um, I don't want to product place here or anything, <laughs> but when we go into colleges, I'm always, I always say be Apple. Now, it doesn't mean they're the best products, but you know when you buy an Apple product and you take the cellophane off yeah. and the way, it, yeah, and then you open the box and it goes, yeah. and then there's a smell and everything is so incredible and perfect. I'm not saying it's the best product by any means, but it's the way it's presented. And just think of that, present yourself in, in that way. So just write an email that you can adjust, you know, but have a sign off, um, 
don't necessarily send headshots through, um, or if you do, make sure they're sized right. Because sometimes, oh my gosh. Well, yeah, you're looking at things going, what am I looking at? Like, you know, there's a massive eye. Um, things like that. Um, if, you're, if you're on, if you're on, um, if you're on Spotlight, Spotlight link is enough, you know. If you're not, have what they call in America your Z card. So have a PDF of your CV with your headshot on it. Um, just, just keep everything simple, clean. But there's no excuse, so this I know will come from every agent, every customer. There's no excuse not to know who you're writing to. Not in this day and age, there's not. Don't multiple write to agents especially. You know, you get CC, all these agents in. Oh my gosh, everyone wants to feel special. So if you're writing to an agent, it's because you probably should have gone, that's the person that's going to take my career to where it's gonna, I want it to be. Now... If you write to 50 agents, it takes 50 emails. Yeah. That's what it takes, you know. Talk through the process of when we were, when, when I was younger. Um, <laughs> you know, it was, it was a handwritten, because didn't have a, a laptop, it was a handwritten e uh, letter, a printed out photo, which cost so much money, and uh, a, a printed out um, CV. And we used to get, oh, oh, you come out tonight? No, I'm, I'm, I'm writing to casting directors. Oh, okay, yeah, good luck with that. And you sat there with a bunch of envelopes, a bunch of stamps, and you had contacts, the book, and you went through and you wrote to every single one. And you put a self-addressed envelope in there so they, could, they would send you back the headshot if, it was, if they didn't think you're right, and that's what they used to do. And that was a process, and it took ages. I mean, ages, and it costs so much money. So these days, there's no excuse, really, especially if you're sending email form, to just get yourself, just get yourself right. Just spend one weekend sorting out your business in terms of, right, that's my standardized email that I can just change here, here, here. Um, I'm going to research the casting director and write who, who uh, and if that you literally don't know, you write, dear sir, madam, or, you know, Dear Pearson Casting, I mean, do you know what I mean? You, uh, not hiya. No, no, no. Hiya, hiya. Honestly, I can't. On a, I also, don't write um, hiya. Is it okay if I send you my CV and photo? Why would you do that? Yeah. That you're 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 wanting to engage in a conversation, which is great, but you'll feel a bit crappy when they don't write back saying yes, please, because. The, the volume that that goes into a file you go oh, I, I can't deal with that now because I'm yeah. trying to cast this and and my deadlines are here and and the, these producers are writing to me and saying hi where are we with that that list of names and where are we you know and and so just send it just send it um there's no excuses not to have one minute if you're a singer of a singing show there's no excuses you can do it on your phone as long as it's clear and with a backing track you know uh, the, 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 you know, you you have all these tools, um, and I suppose it goes back to the original thing of the isolation. Um, take take some things off your phone, social media things, and spend that time on you. Spend it on you, like, oh, I, I'm yeah, I'm going to write that letter tonight. I'm going to have that structured email. I don't know, just just come off everyone else's life. Don't don't chase everyone else's life. Just just sit and just spend a little bit of time on you, and you'll feel so great for it. Um, 
but don't write. Have, have a purpose when you're writing. It's great if you're in something or you've just got your new showreel or, or um, you see that we're casting XYZ and you truly feel interested. Um, don't always expect a reply. It's not through rudeness. Again, it goes back to the yes, no thing. It is literally, we're on deadlines. We are constantly working on deadlines. Yeah. And of course, there's nothing more than we want to be able to hire someone to simply reply to your emails. That would be, yeah. oh, I mean, what a wonderful what a wonderful position to be in. It would be somebody in the office literally dedicated to doing that. Of course. Um, but we, we can't we can't afford to do that. Yeah. You know, so so yeah, just just I think there are no excuses, just to reiterate, there are no excuses not finding someone's name. We have people call us, hi to, who do I write to? Put it to James or Rosie. You know, there we go. Done. Okay. Um, there are no excuses. Just be Apple. <laughs> you I know, just, 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 oh, try and, try and, try and be the best that you can. Um, get together with your mates. Do it together. If you're not very good on a laptop, get together. Somebody will be. Do you know what I mean? Somebody will be great at doing CVs. Okay, well, you, you write that. You're great at CVs. I'm great at this. I'll research who they all are. Work together, you know. Um, we we said it on, um, we cast um, Anything Goes, which was on upstairs at the gatehouse. And the cast were like, oh, we want to invite casting directors. And I said, well, when we, when I did productions on, on the fringe, um, don't write individually. Write as a cast. That shows that you're working together. Um, one of you be in charge of it and get everyone's CVs and headshots, get the envelopes, put a flyer in and write off to every casting director. And they went one over. They, I mean, what they did was incredible. They got these little A5 cards with the headshot on one side, CV on the next. They took it to a new level. But apparently the response from casting directors that came and saw them was immense. Um, and it was a great production. Um, <laughs> fabulous cast. Um, uh, wonderful choreography and brilliant direction. Um, but, but the point is that, that when someone receives one pack and they put they get that on their table, we go, oh, right, okay, that's coffee break. Great, we'll have a look at that in a minute. Yeah. And it's not, you know, we'll get uh, kids from colleges, people in shows, all inviting us. And that's yeah. like 22 emails and you're like... What are you doing? Have a word. Like, get together, work together, you know, and, and make it simpler. So, does that answer everything? Absolutely. Yeah. Brilliant. Great advice there. Thank you. Yeah. I think, especially for drama schools, yes. especially. Um, so, Pearson Casting also runs workshops quite regularly, which I think is fantastic. What made you initially set up um, to run these workshops? Um, again, it's, it's about meeting people. Um, it's about um, we. So we facilitate, um, have been facilitating Spotlight Open House in the North for the last few years. Um, got one in Manchester on the 8th of June. Um, and sessions that we we would do with them, we realised how uh, well they were received. And so we were then, right, okay, this is this is great. This is a, a great way of, of um, connecting with the industry. Um, we try and charge in a way that kind of covers uh, the space that we're using, you know, yeah. rather than just sort of, uh, as a profit thing. It's not, it's not about that. Um, 
is very much about just and meeting people and meeting connecting a massive part of uh what we do as casting directors and we have been doing it up in liverpool is we do mentoring sessions so it's part of our policy of giving back to to the industry um where we will we go on all sorts of facebook uh, sites and stuff and say oh if you're a new director new writer etc and you want to meet and chat about the casting process the pitfalls and what not to do then you know cool do that so we do lots of that um uh and but from that has built work for ourselves as well you know we've then picked up casting short films and those people have then gone on and you know and it's about that it's about that connection with the with the industry um workshops are, are just a really great way of actually calmly meeting and, and being able to communicate and connect with with performers so yeah we we it's a it's a it's a it's a nice kind of thing to do um just it allows us a little bit more time uh than in the audition room um and we've got a series of although we we're trying, but with work, which is great, um, we haven't been able to do, we've, we, we're trying to do a series of not just audition workshops. So we did a, a CV workshop, that was the first one, and we want to do all of that, you know, where they, we assess their CV and something that we do with Spotlight and the headshot and what doesn't work and what works, and they can say, I'm not getting in the room, why do you think? I'm like, well, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. And what's rewarding is the results from yeah. those sessions. People actually go, oh, wow, well, I got in the room, oh, I got the job, oh, I got this, I got that thing, you know. So it's yeah. it's actually a, a, a positive experience for both sides. And we then get to meet people. And, um, yeah, so I think a lot, a lot of casting directors do workshops, a lot of directors do. And I think it's a really, um, it's, a, it's just a great, great part of the industry, yeah. I think, to, to be able to sort of connect with with actors but not in an audition scenario Absolutely. yeah so can you tell us something that you wish actors knew about being a casting director oh um <laughs> that we need you that i think is really important i i know it makes sense yeah of course you do but i think that's a massive thing um don't overthink what you think we want if you're in there, then if you're in the room, there's a massive chance we do want you. Um, I think that um, if this is this is actually, I suppose, an area. I suppose it goes off in a different way. But when I when I was a performer, one of the hardest things was to choose two contrasting songs, or find the right mo uh, mono monologue, or whatever it is. When I reached a point in my career where the casting director just sent me material from the show, I was living. I was like, oh, my gosh. When that first happened, I, I mean, I, I thought, this is fantastic. But even that seems to be causing, like, a, a thing in the industry. Um, like, they get sent material. Um, I don't... I don't. So, I don't know what to say about that. But if we're sending in the material straight off, it, it covers a massive thing for us as casting directors. A, you don't have to go and find the wrong songs yeah. or a monologue that doesn't quite do it or whatever it is, um, or the right songs. But, you know, um, if we know you uh, and we, we're like, oh, yeah, we're just going to send them that material, we might send you several pieces. Um, open it first before 
like getting the agent to contact us saying why have you sent so much material open it and look at it because sometimes like we've just done six it's one minute but it may be three different roles but that's that's an advantage point for you well i always thought it was um to be sent material straight off means that you're coming in on it you will will work you know we try and work with you on the material um Either you can do it or you can't, so that helps the casting process. So don't don't um, don't be stressed about that. If you if the material that you've been sent for that role isn't you or you struggle with it or whatever it is, well you've saved yourself a lot of wasted time by yes you sing your first song great and now we come you know I, I, not often we'll ask uh, ask for songs um, of your own because we want to see your personality. So yes, of course. But if you're sent material, that's a really positive thing. It's not a negative thing. Um, and I don't know, I used to just get so excited about like, I'm, I'm going to learn this material uh, and, and get on top of it. Sometimes you're sent a lot of material. Sometimes you are. Um, you know, and again, I can only uh, work on what we send out. But just look at the material before you see all these Dropbox links and start freaking out. Open them. And 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 have a look. A massive thing um, uh, as well is is and again I know this is tough, but you have more uh, people out there that, that, at your disposal. You have if you are given material, go and see an MD or a singing teacher, please. Don't and I know it's expense. But you have these online MDs now, don't you? You know, that it's a tenor or whatever it is. Um, again, back when we were doing it, it was, it was £25 for half an hour, £50 an hour, you know, and that was the only way. Um, I, I remember the only time I, I couldn't get to see my singing teachers and I went and bought um, uh, from... Um, from Dress Circle, um, Michael Ball uh, doing a West Side Story uh, because I couldn't get into a singing teacher and I learnt it from that and something coming and it was the worst audition of my life um, when I first heard the music in the audition room. It was a disaster. It was an absolute disaster. Um, it was, I mean, it was, I laugh about it now. Um, but it was awful. It was terrible. But that's because I couldn't, I hadn't heard the music. Um know that if we're sending you stuff again it's not to catch you out it's we want you to be right we want you to be good um if we send you a couple of pieces it's because we want you to have that opportunity you know and often people come around and go oh that was that's too high or that was too hard and or or that wasn't me but this was do you know um we just cast jerry springer the opera there's no point in hearing people on their own material it is possibly the hardest material I've ever heard in my life and you can either do it or you can't so we just want to find out whether you can so I guess no does that make sense am I answering the right question (laughs) to your questions just know that casting directors are not trying to catch you out they want you to be right I think I'm repeating that all the way through know that know that 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 is the key they they really want you to come in and be the best you can and not catch you out and not embarrass you and not none of that rubbish none of that stuff that sometimes i see on twitter no 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 it's not the case they want you to be right they want you to be good they want you to be successful they want you to get the job yeah. i th- i think you know otherwise they wouldn't have spent the hundreds of hours searching for you to bring you into the room in the first 
first place. Yeah, um, so what are your thoughts on um, an actor who might be outside the audition room and they struggle really badly with um, audition anxiety and they physically can't go into that room? They might be having a panic attack or something and they call their agent and they go, I'm sorry, I can't come in. What are your thoughts on a situation like that? We have had that happen um, and we have made the agent get that actor in and... Um, and said to them, "Don't we'll don't worry, we'll look after them. Just but they have to come in because they, that will never go otherwise, unless they're in that room and they are facing that anxiety. So anxiety actually it goes back to mental health uh, that you asked earlier on. Yes, I ha actually have suffered. Uh, I guess, and it only started when I, uh, with casting, and that is anxiety." I called friends um, after having experienced it for the first time, which was last year, who suffered from it years ago, like old, old friends, and apologised to them. And I said to them, I am so sorry. I was always supportive of, of them. Of course I was. But I was always like, what can I do? What can I do? How can I help you? And the reason I was apologising was because I had no idea that I couldn't help them. Because anxiety and I felt anxiety for the first time ever last year in a consuming, I, I had no idea. I had no idea what anxiety was. I, I, I knew it, but until you feel it, that waking up with it, like absolutely being utterly consumed by it. Um, and I, had I literally had no idea how physical it was. Like, it's not, it's it's physical. So I researched it. And you know that feeling the night before Christmas? Yeah. Yeah? It, where you're excited, but you feel anxious? Well, apparently, anxiety, excitement, they're the same part of the brain. Yeah. So it's the same. So, apparently. So, that anxiety you're feeling... I started to giggle to myself and I started to actually think of, wait a minute, and started to think of really positive things and started to feel, make myself, this sounds crazy, but started to feel, make myself feel excited about and it started to get rid of it. I couldn't believe it. I absolutely couldn't believe it. Google it. I might be mis, I might be like misinterpreting, but basically it's something like it's the same part of the brain creates excitement and anxiety. So that's when someone is so anxiously excited before Christmas, the night before Christmas. Yeah. You know that feeling? Um, or you're going on holiday the next day and you don't sleep because you don't want oh, and you have that feeling. Do, yeah. do you know the feeling yeah, I mean? Even like before a show as well, like that, yeah. I guess kind of. Right, the right. Excitement and the nerves. So if you allow it to go the other way, the, 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 and you don't, that, and then it becomes that, I literally have something sitting on my chest. What is going on? So I experienced that last year and I just, remember thinking oh my god this is absolutely hideous you have to somehow find a way you know how how do we i'm not so close how do we find a way of 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 getting around that and so we called the agents when they said that like literally you know we have a runner come in and say they've just left they they're freaking out and they've just gone like okay we'll call the agent the agents like oh, oh it's emailed like get them back We'll look after them and get them in and put them through a positive experience. 
put them maybe they're not going to get the role maybe they will but get you have to somehow find that and i think it goes back to the social media thing again get off it just get do you know what that's every every single mental health practitioner out there says the first thing to do is get off social media get take it all off your phone don't they? they they're just like get away from it um I I there I don't think there's a simple answer to how to overcome your anxiety about anything mm. now having experienced it but I think that you have to somehow find what what is it that you can do maybe to 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 allow you to walk into that room but we always try and get them into the room yeah. get them back in that room and give them some sort of positive experience and it actually happened fairly recently and and the person got through to finals. I don't mean get them in the room in terms of make them ill or, you know, of course not. But we will walk them through it without knowing that that's it. Don't tell them, but get them, talk them back in and say, eh, no, it's fine, they're, they're, don't worry. They're, they're just, you know, just get in and meet something. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I just don't think there's a simple answer to it. But try. Just, just try. So work out, you know, if it's consuming you, just take a break. It's okay. No one's gonna, no one's gonna hold that against you. Just chill out. Take a break. Find something that 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 sits you away from that anxiety, or get in the room and over get in the room and overcome it. it I'm not saying you will overcome, it, but just get in the room. Yeah, yeah. Get in front of those people and find out. Oh my God, I'm just I'm just doing a monologue. Just in a song. Why am Why am I so anxious? Because you want the job so much. Okay. I don't want to make a fool of myself. No, go and make a fool of yourself. Yeah. Go and make a fool. We're We're actors. We're clowns. We're yeah. casting directors. We're producers. It's all about that. You know. It's all about that. So, final question for you today, James. Could you walk into a room today and say, "I'm having a bad mental health day"? Could Could I? Yes. Yeah. I I think. Um, Absolutely, I think one of the most important things is to, is to. I guess it's kind of a thread of what I've trying. I've been trying to say is that it's. I think that it's so important to speak about if, if life ain't great. Um, don't take your life ain't great and put it on someone else, like we spoke about earlier, because that will only make you. That won't be good. But it's cool to kind of go, oh, wow, I'm struggling today. This is tough. Life is tough. But don't tell the world on social media. What, what, what are you wanting from that? If you live in a world of self-gratification, you're only going, that's only going to go the wrong way. If you put a picture on to, to have those likes, that's part of mental health. They've proven that it's more addictive than like heroin. The, 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 those likes, those... All of that, it's more addictive than any any drug out there, and what it does to your to your brain. That's not where to to say it. That's that social media is not the place to talk about. Oh, I'm having a bad day today. Because although you think that everyone going, oh, I'm here for for you, etc., is doing your positive thing, what happens when you say it again and you don't get that response? Yeah. That's worse. If you are in a place where you can put it out on social media and it doesn't affect you, what someone says, 
then great. But I don't believe that. I don't believe that. Get with your mates and tell your mates, tell your parents, tell you guys, pick the phone up, talk to somebody about it. Um, you know, face to face, stay off social media for if, you're, if you're in a bad place. I really, really, truly, truly believe it's not the place to share all your anxieties and like, I think it only creates more. I really do. I absolutely think it's, it's the wrong, it's the wrong vibe. It's the wrong place to be to, because, because of what it's doing to you when you see those likes and those clicks and all that kind of stuff, it will, it's, it's, it's the wrong, it's that, that's wrong. You need to sit with someone and tell them face to face, whether it's a friend, whether it's an industry professional, um, whether it's people like yourselves, whether it's a, a call line, they're the people to talk to. That's where you need to go. Um, don't bottle it up. Don't take it to social media. Take it to someone that that will listen. I think one of the key things about um, mental health is not having someone give you answers unless you ask for them. It's. I think one of the greatest things is just being able to say stuff yeah. you know um i just you know and having someone there just to listen not to judge you or to you know any of that which is what happens on social media you instantly get judged you think it's a positive way oh i'm here for you etc etc it's not it's not it's not it's not it really isn't pick the phone up call someone speak to someone face to face go out with your friend tell them Sit with them and say, I don't need you to answer. I, do you know what? I don't need advice. I just got to say some stuff. Can I just, you know, I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'd love to know whether mental health, there are more mental health issues these days than, than say, even 20 years ago. I think that maybe there isn't or there is. I think it's a different mental health. I think it's a different place. Especially with it's 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 evil for all of that. It's amazing for so many things. Of course it is. We use it extensively, um, and it is a fantastic platform f used in the right way. But just I think I think the key is to to face to face speak to somebody. Don't tell the world. Yeah, exactly. A, a therapist sits there and might ask you questions, but really they're just listening, and and it's about that. And never feel alone. Everyone is experiencing something in their life that is pressurized, and especially these days, you know, could be cost of living, could be anything, any it could be anything, any, absolutely anything. Um, but you're not alone, I, I, I think. And I think what you, things like what you guys are doing is incredible. And if people out there are responding to it and knowing that they're not alone, and knowing that there's people out there talking about it, and and if if this today helps one person go into that audition room with that idea that I, I can only do what I can do. They've called me in, so I'm halfway there. They want me to be good. Okay, that's amazing. Um, then just focus on what shoes to wear and, you know, Absolutely. do you know what yeah. I mean? I think this will definitely help a lot of people. Absolutely. So we're just going to finish with a finish the sentence game. <laughs> so here we go. My ideal holiday destination would be... Thailand. Oh, love. Or Italy. Oh, mm. love. I've never been to Italy, Literally. ever. Oh my gosh, ever. Amazing. And I love pizza, yeah. like, need to go. To In the morning, the first thing I do is... 
play with my cats. Oh. Actually, kiss my wife oh. and then play with my cats. What are your cats called? Uh, Maggie and Mr. Toes. They're both rescues. Mr. Toes. So uh, Rosie found Mr. Toes on the streets of Liverpool uh, one Christmas, and we took him to the vets. But um, the vet, all the vets told us that it was a girl, so it's Christmas. So we called her Mistletoe. And we had pregnancy test, everything, you know, and then we were like, right, I guess we've got a cat then. Um, and then finally took her in to be done. They're like, oh, surprise. And we thought, oh, no, she's pregnant. It's like, no, it's a boy. Oh so we're like, oh, so we called him Mr. Toes. That is so funny. It's, uh, um, and this is an argument between me and Rosie. It's Mr. Mr. Toes. So it's M-I-S-T-E-R Toes. It's Mr. being his first name. Got so so in Spanish, it should be Senor Mr. Toes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just to be clear. And then little Maggie. Toes. Little Maggie's little. Please send us photos of your cat. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Mr. Toes. I love it. Um, mental health to me is. Oh. Oh. Ah. God, that's, that's tricky. That's tricky. Um, Kathy's fault. She wrote it. <laughs> mental health to me is not something to be suffered alone. The industry should be more. Oh, this is a hard. This is hard. The industry should be more. Um... Do you know? I don't think I can answer that question. You can pass it if you want. I think I have to pass. pass. I don't. I think that's a massive question. My favorite pizza is. Oh, um, just margarita, no cheese. So just like just garlic. Not even margarita, but garlic, basil, tomato sauce. No, no, no. Uh, Napoli as well. Thin, thin, thin. Yeah, simple. Love it. I'm hungry now. If I was shipwrecked, the one item I would try and save would be? um, Probably my saxophone. Oh, lovely. Very exciting. My favourite press night drink is? Champagne. One thing you should know about piercing casting is... Rosie is always right. She's the boss. Boss lady, I love it. (laughs) Last one. In the future, I want to... Um, Retire to Spain. Lovely. Not Italy? No, Spain. It's cheaper. Fair enough, fair enough. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on to chat to us. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to Industry Minds and we hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to be the first to listen to our new episodes which are out every Thursday. If you are interested in our counselling service please email maryindustryminds at gmail.com or just get in touch with us. For news on future guests and events, oi oi, please check out our Instagram and Twitter accounts over at Industry Minds UK. Thank you so much for listening and we'll be back with you soon. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. Adios. Yes, I love it.